Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky, here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, today I want to discuss a concept that you have brought up a couple of times in the last month or so, which is how infathomable it is for individuals to regard the concepts of timeless and immortality and eternity. Meaning that if we all thought about this completely logically and we knew that what we did in this lifetime was going to be for perpetuity, that all we would be doing is spending our time now is trying to put ourselves into the best position for immortality, um, for our life with, with Jesus. So I bring that up because if we turn it into a different sphere, saying that in a physical realm, if we knew the day that we turned, pick some random date, 45 or whatever, we were going to have to run a marathon or whatever and was absolutely essential and required to us. And if it, we didn't complete this marathon, disastrous things would happen to us. If we knew that was part of life and reality, we would spend much of our time training and conscientious of what we're eating and how we're getting ready to be able to pass this test. Yet, when we talk about the spiritual world, we don't live our lives that way. So what I wanted to do was kind of dive into that concept, knowing that we are going to be judged, and the result of this judgment is going to have an un- fathomable amount of impact on the rest of our beings, yet we're not spending nearly proportional amount of time and energy in preparing for this judgment. So I wanted to start with that concept, kind of trying to illuminate something which seems so foreign distance to us um, as individuals. I'm not sure I followed everything that you said, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So can, can you can you just bring it into a, a single? Uh, yeah. So we know we're going to be judged based upon what we do in this life. Yet we do not focus our individual essence of daily life on being able to pass this judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Judgment is uh, such a distant concept for us. We have a hard enough time living today without worrying about how things are going to work out at the end of our life. Uh, a lot of us sort of live in denial, even that we're going to die and face judgment. But it really is a, a life-giving thought if we sort of look at today in light of the end. And so uh, just taking the time to do that, uh, I would say uh, gently, carefully, it's good to place ourselves in the in the face of in the uh, under the gaze of divine love first, which is the way that uh, Saint Ignatius always introduces these ideas. Uh, whenever we start a time of prayer, it's always good to place ourselves in the under the gaze of divine love, and that helps to orient things correctly. And it also really applies the the judgment most effectively. Um, there's a there's a speaker 
Brennan Manning, who anyway, he had his own sort of crazy journey. He was very influential in the life of Rich Mullins, who is a great Christian uh, songwriter. But Brennan Manning said it like this. I think at the end of time or at the end of your life, God will judge you based on one question. Did you believe how much I loved you? And I think uh, that's that's really the thing that tends to hold us back is not receiving God's love, not helping us as much as he wants to, trying to do too much on our own without him, uh, giving up when we were at the end of our line, giving up after X number of failures, giving into voices that said we weren't good enough, that we couldn't do it, that uh, it's a waste of time, that our life is a waste of breath. And to really believe in God's love for us has a way of setting that judgment in the right context because what happens when we when we experience love is we tend to feel our indebtedness and and then we start to wonder like have i have i really responded to this love how long have you been loving me and my heart has been hard i've been doing it on my own i haven't been paying attention and there are a lot of beautiful that that uh, motif flows through a lot of different uh, media, movies, television shows where the kind of discovery uh, that that all along I've been loved and I was totally missing it. I was too wrapped up in myself. I, I didn't pay attention to the great gift that I had. And now it's too late. Now it's gone. Now I've missed so many years of my life. And And that happens at a human level. You know, maybe the old flame from high school that was always interested in uh, makes me think of uh, Forrest Gump and and Jenny, who who had this gem in Forrest Gump, and and she just always tried something else, and then you know missed the the great gift that she had there. Um, and it's a, so it's a kind of classic story, but it's really our love story with God that at the end of our life we discover, wow, He's been there and He's wanted to do so much for us. He's wanted to help us in so many ways. He's had so many dreams for us. His hand was extended to us. He was offering us so much. And we were so focused on ourselves and doing it all on our own. And then areas of our life where we felt failure and uh, maybe gave into uh, sin, got caught up in addiction and kept trying to do it on our own to get out of it. And then maybe gave up and gave in and, uh, and how much better it would have been if we could have allowed him to love us, allowed him to help us allowed him to take our hand and, and to lift us up and walk with us. So I think that's a, a really helpful setting to project ourselves to the end of our life. And another way that St. Ignatius uses that is in terms of the decisions that we make. He says, you know, on your deathbed, which decision do you wish you made? And, and that's where thinking about like, uh, do I regret that I didn't spend more hours at work or do I regret that I didn't spend more time with my my son, my daughter, my wife, my husband, you know, what, what do I wish at, uh, from my deathbed when I look back on my life? What are the things I'm going to regret? What are the opportunities that I missed? What are the decisions I made that uh, in the end uh, cut out opportunities that I had? And uh, when I, I chose to work a long weekend rather than go on a a little camping trip with my family. You know, these these kinds of things are the kinds of things we want to uh, look at from that from that endpoint. Um, so, when we when we take some opportunities to look 
look back on our life from the end of our life, then it really helps us to make the daily decisions that are going to give us uh, a fuller life, a better life, a life that we can uh, live forward and not regret uh, at the end. And so that's why St. Benedict, who's you know the spiritual father of the family, the Benedictine family that I'm a part of as a Benedictine monk, St. Benedict says to his monks, but it's good advice for all of us. He says, keep death before your eyes every day. Realize that, that you are going to die and face judgment. And, and so that's, a, that's a, a practice, again, that's useful to take up. We don't want to do it in a morbid way. Some people have a very scrupulous personality and might be tempted to, uh, to kind of torture themselves with doing everything exactly right. There is a kind of paralysis by analysis that can come out if we're not careful. And if we, we try to analyze and scrutinize every little decision, that's not the point either. So you kind of have to know where you are on that on that spectrum. Some people are a little too cavalier and would do well to slow down and take seriously the decisions they make and be more intentional about how they're living their life. Some people are a little bit too detail-oriented or a little bit too scrupulous, and they need to uh, kind of uh, make some decisions, do their best, move forward. You sort of have to know where you are on that spectrum. Some people are judging themselves so much. I remember uh, one, uh, the Mother Marianne at the Benedictine nuns at St. Emma's, she said, the last judgment? Oh, that sounds like such a relief. Uh, sometimes we're subjecting ourselves to so many judgments or we're undergoing so many judgments from, from other people that the idea of a last judgment is, is really a, a great relief. But there is going to be a final judgment after which there aren't any second chances. And that's where we have to take it seriously. There, there will be an end to the story. And uh, there's, there's no going back at that point. So the more we can keep that in mind and, and look to the end, take some time to reflect, look back on our life, then the more uh, fully we can live moving forward and the better we can make decisions now. And if you think about that, there's so much of now impacts the rest of, of, of eternity that it's really in, incomparable. You know, as the thought hits is eternity is more than any of us can even imagine. And it's gauged upon how well we live in this moment in time with each other, with ourselves. So I liked how you mentioned there that we all need to look at this from ourselves, which also kind of implies that there's no one of us that individually by ourselves can do this correctly and that we're going to need the help and assistance of those of us around us um, to get back into the the language that we use a lot here you're going to need to be able to have supportive relationships with a multitude of people where some of which you will be the one being supported and some of which you'll be supporting someone else and everywhere in between and when we look at it in those contexts, it really kind of strikes me about how, in general, this importance can be essentially such a foregone conclusion or afterthought in people's day-to-day -day lives and how really trivial and insignificant things can seem to preoccupy 
our judgment and our attention in the moment. Um, you know, the thing that strikes me as much as the things that ding in our phone. You know, sure, there's an important thing every once in a while that you need to pay attention to, but in reality, how much of your phone and or email really is relevant and worth the time that it's given. So I wanted to kind of put a point on that. And I know that the church has obviously been around for 2,000 plus years and the iPhone, whatever number we're on, has been around for 10 minutes. But I'm sure that the church still has some thoughts about the core concept about how to balance looking at knowing what you just said about how we are going to be judged for the future while acknowledging that there is things in today's life that is needed to be done. Um, and, and I wanted to have a little quick conversation about that, about how the church teaches us to keep things in perspective, weighing the now and the future. Yeah, we, we obviously only live now, so uh, we have to be fully rooted in what's happening today. But um, again, if, as the more that we can kind of keep an eye on what's happening in the future, that is to say, principally that moment of our death, you know, it's there's a reason that in the Hail Mary, we indicate those two moments, which are the only two that we're guaranteed now and the hour of our death. Uh, everything else is up for grabs now and at the hour of our death might become the same moment. And then uh, that's that, that'll be it. But uh, we, we pray for those moments. And so it's, it's worth also keeping an eye on both of those moments an eye on the, on the future an eye on the, uh, on the present and, and then to live forward, you know, and we, we, uh, we, we live now, fully investing in the present. Sometimes in the past, because of this uh, emphasis on eternal life and the kind of relative value of this life, because when you put something next to infinity, it turns to zero. So uh, you, whether you live 100 years or you live five years, you live essentially zero years compared to infinity. And, and that's where the, the infinite extension of our lives mathematically speaking, is the most important thing to pay attention to. Uh, if you get some percentage of this life right, but you get the ultimate uh, judgment wrong, <laughs> uh, then it's not good. So we, we want to pay enough attention to that which has infinite value. But um, because of that emphasis on eternal life, sometimes Christians or the, the church have been criticized as, well, you, you don't care about what's happening in this world, in this life. You don't care about what's happening today because you have your energy all focused on heaven, focused on eternity. And, uh, and, and that's your ultimate homeland. That's your ultimate happy place. That's your, your ultimate fulfillment. And so you're just kind of getting through this life in order to get to the life that really matters. And, and that would be an unfair judgment, especially when you look at the kinds of institutions the church has built up throughout the last 2000 years. I mean, medical institutions and uh, educational institutions and uh, orphanages and parishes and various kinds of, of outreach and all kinds of uh, different formation institutes and evangelization institutes and 
uh, different kinds of movements and uh, buildings have really built Western civilization. So to make the, uh, the accusation that Catholics, that Christians uh, don't care about this life because they're so focused on eternity or focused on heaven or focused on the last judgment is just uh, irrational. So there, you know, any, any individual could have that temptation of, of just forgetting about this life, trying to bunker up and hide from the world in order to just wait for the final judgment, uh, wait for the rapture. Uh, you know, in the evangelical millennial circles, they talk about the rapture, and uh, it's not a it's not a Catholic teaching. But anyway, what the the second coming of Christ will will entail, but that's never been a, a Catholic teaching. It, an eye on eternity for myself ultimately means an eye on eternity for everybody else as well, and then I want to not only get to heaven, I want to take as many as I can with me. And that's really changes our, our attitude quite a bit in terms of how we live this life. I, I have an obligation. I have a, a solemn obligation before God to not only live the gospel, but to preach it, to share it with as many people as I can. The call to evangelization is an absolutely essential part of being a, a Catholic Christian. And so I can't uh, just escape into my own private heaven or, or worry about my own private judgment without also taking seriously the fact that everybody will stand before God in judgment. And I have an obligation to help them be ready by, first of all, caring for temporal needs so that they can be in a place also to really embrace the gospel and uh, to live out the, uh, the Catholic faith. So, um, so we, we do both, you know, we, we keep an eye on eternity to re- remember the, the stakes that are involved. All eternity is, it hangs in the balance. Um, but then I fully invest my life in the present as well, trying to build up, trying to make the right decisions for myself, but trying to build up the society and, and help others to come to know Christ and to make that right decision for all eternity as well. And inherently what you're saying there is that, Looking at the future is important, but if it's taking us away from individuals today, it's a detriment. Um, so if there were someone that were only focusing on, on the next, on the next life and essentially detaching from this life, how would, how, how would you go about addressing that in terms of we know the importance of of eternity, but we need everyone to be active in this life as well, and active in in ongoing and building relationships. Oh well, I think uh, I, I think I just did address that in terms yeah. of uh, you know it's not uh, there's there's no way to justify that in the Christian dispensation that that somebody would not live in this life because they're waiting for eternity. That's, that's a good way to be judged uh, <laughs> unworthy of eternity because ultimately heaven is about, not about a, a, a good credit, a good report card. You know, it's not about getting a perfect score on the GRE. It's not about studying harder or uh, sort of being scrupulous in our decision-making. Heaven is about love and, and we're not fit for that place of, infinite love and an immersion into an ocean of infinite love if we are not actually loving and if we are loving then we can't just avoid everybody else 
then we we take care of others to the extent that we're able to. Some people make decisions that affect millions. Some people make decisions that affect uh, one or two. But uh, whatever our realm of influence is, whether it's over a family or whether it's over a, a nation, uh, then we have to use our realm of influence for the sake of love. We have to really learn to see others as God sees them. We have to live out the commandment of Jesus to love one another as as he loves us. And so there's just no way to justify a kind of uh, bunkering mentality that I just fend for myself and I say to heck with everybody else, uh, that I disengage from life and just kind of wait for the judgment. Um, there's no way to, to justify that in our, in our Catholic faith. And to look at it from now the other side, the other extreme, as you just said, we're being judged based upon love and, very often we discuss how God's supply of love for us is in, inexhaustible. It will always be there. When we're talking to someone who says, well, Jesus loves me no matter what, so I don't really need to worry about anything. How do you address that type of person? Well, it's true that Jesus loves me no matter what, but, uh, he also honors my decisions. And so if my decision is to close myself off from his love and to close myself off from loving others, then he honors that and he lets me choose that place where I'm cut off from all love. And uh, so uh, is he always available for us? Is he always seeking us? Is he always providing everything we need? Did he love us before we even knew him? Uh, absolutely. But does he honor our free will? Does he give us space to respond to or reject his love? Does he give us uh, space to uh, love others or reject them? Absolutely. That's what love does. Love uh, allows for freedom. And so if we use our freedom to close ourselves off from him and to close ourselves off from everyone else, then that's, uh, that's hell. Then we've chosen hell. We've chosen hell already in this life, and we've, we've chosen hell and eternity of hell. God will do everything he can to break through that and send us everyone that he can to, to reach us. Uh, but ultimately he honors our choice. And what, what an important thought to keep in mind as we, as we move forward here into the next week. So father, we, we I greatly thank you for teaching me um, many things that as you can tell, I didn't really know how to fully articulate what I was trying to ask here in the beginning. And I thank you for, guided me down the right path to figure out how to spit out the questions I was trying to get at with today's episode. So I thank you very much for, uh, for your time and obviously knowing all of the answers. And we will be with you guys again here next week.